Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. This Sunday, we have got the gospel from Matthew, chapter 10, verses 37 to 42. It's a a passage which most of us remember because of the demands of the passage. So let let me read it. Jesus said to his apostles, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Whoever receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever receives a righteous man, because he is a righteous man, will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives only a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink, because the little one is a disciple, amen, I say to you, he will surely not lose his reward. The Gospel reading for this Sunday, Matthew chapter 10, verses 37 to 42, and joining us to, um, you know, expound uh, on this passage is Peggy Stanton. She is the author of From the White House to the White Cross, a Dame of the Order of Malta, ABC News' first female Washington correspondent, and the host of many programs from Ave Maria Radio, including Malta Minute with the Catechism. Peggy, good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you, Al. Good to be with you, as this, always. Yes, well, this passage is one that we've all... It, it's, it's easy to remember. It is difficult to know exactly how to apply it. What did you find out about it? Well, looking at uh, the uh, citations from the Catechism that uh, is cited in the Didache Bible, uh, I I picked up these ideas, but I also want to quote from the Ignatian Study Bible, which says that this gospel is a striking example of the demands and consequences of discipleship. Mm -hmm. Jews needed no explanation of it since the Romans utilized crucifixion as a torturous means of execution for many criminals and non-criminals such as Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. during New Testament times. Jesus assures us here that faithfulness will entail self-denial, suffering, and possibly death. Before his passion, the cross symbolized shame and rejection. Afterward, it symbolized the glory of Christian martyrdom. I Mm. must say, (laughs) just a personal comment, I would like to be the Lord's new PR agent. <laughs> I don't think this is the way you sell a product. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, this product may lead to your death. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he is—he is truth itself. So right. I guess he can't—he can't use the usual PR um, propaganda. Um, and then he he talks about how uh, following him must come first. And in paragraph 2232 of the Catechism, it says, Family ties are important, but not absolute. Yeah. Wow. 
Just as the child grows to maturity in human and spiritual autonomy, so his unique vocation, which comes from God, asserts itself more clearly and forcefully. Parents should respect this call and encourage their children to follow it. They must be convinced that the first vocation of the Christian is to follow Jesus. Uh, and that's uh, they put that in uh, italics to emphasize yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then in paragraph fifteen oh six of the Catechism, it goes on about the challenges that are uh, involved in living like Christ. Um, details uh, how challenging following Christ can be. Jesus invites his disciples to follow him by taking up their cross in their turn. And by following him, they acquire, though, a new outlook on illness and the sick. Jesus associates them with his own life of poverty and service. He makes them share in his ministry of compassion and healing. And and uh, there it quotes um, Mark six twelve to 13. And so they went out and preached that men should repent, and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. And it must have been, you know, quite a revelation to the apostles. Don't you think, Al, when he first sent them out and they were able to do all of these amazing things they had seen him do? Yeah, in fact, they come back rejoicing that they've been able to... You know, cast right. out demons, and uh, and Jesus has to warn them. Uh, you know, there's there's more to come here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, I I've always thought this passage is, I think, is puzzling to a lot of us, but necessary because, as you pointed out earlier, family ties are important, and Jesus mm-hmm. is saying, but they're not absolute. And yeah, so the question, I think that's an important line, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do too. I mean, cause, because some some of the bonds, a mother's love for a child, for instance, uh, is about as absolute a love as we we see on the on this earth, and yet Jesus relativizes that love uh, mm-hmm. by saying, even that, um, don't don't be tempted to make God of mother love, because mm. su- what's superior to it is one's love of God. And I, I always thought this is a important. This is not meant to diminish the value of love of child, but it is also saying to us that if you think love of child is glorious, wait until you learn to love God properly, mm-hmm. and then you'll yeah. have glory. Yeah. Right. Well, and of course, who is the first parent? God himself. That's right. So That's so right. it has to come first because he is he really in a sense uh, our children are on loan to us. Yeah. Yes. Oh, right? Very very, uh, very good point. Yeah. Uh, paragraph 858 says Jesus is the father's emissary mm-hmm. and from the beginning of his ministry he called to himself those whom he desired. And he appointed twelve, whom also he named apostles, to be with him and to be sent out to preach. And from then on, uh, they would also be his his emissaries. 
Um, in them, Christ continues his own mission as the Father has sent me, he said, even so I send you. Yeah. The yeah. Apostles' ministry is the continuation of Jesus' mission. And then Jesus said to the twelve, He who receives you receives me. Um, I thought it was kind of interrupting the catechism (laughs) reflections just to uh, insert the reflections of Franciscan University theologian John Bergsma Mm -hmm. because he emphasizes a different aspect of this gospel. Rather than, uh, you know, concentrating on the sacrificial aspect of discipleship, he points out those who assist the apostles and their evangelizing mission will also be rewarded by God. The, The passage about the giving of a cup of cold water is often misused to emphasize a general concern for the poor. There are many passages, Bergsmith says, of Scripture that emphasize our need to serve the poor, but Matthew 10, he claims, is not one of them. Uh, This passage, Bergsmith goes on to say, is about works of mercy or charity is not about, excuse me, not about works of mercy or charity in general, but it is specifically about giving assistance to those who are doing the work of Jesus, yeah. particularly preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jesus says, and whoever gives only a cup of cold water, which you read out uh, to one of these little ones to drink, because the little one is a disciple, will surely not lose his reward. And this refers to those who recognize that some humble person is a Christian, a follower of Jesus, who is doing the work of Jesus, and for that reason gives assistance to that person. Right, right. Uh, isn't that interesting? Yes, people, it is. Yeah. There is, uh, a, in St. Paul in uh, Galatians has a passage which uh, is often forgotten, and he says, you know, it's basically do good to all men, but especially to those of the household of faith. Mm -hmm. Our brothers and sisters in Christ and those who are continuing Christ's mission have a a greater and more immediate claim on our lives than do uh, those who are outside uh, the household of faith. And I think that's important to keep that in mind. Well, uh, why do you suppose uh, our Lord uses the term little ones? I don't know. It's puzzling to me. Because that makes you think of a child. It does. And I honestly don't know. I've never thought of it until you just asked it. <laughs> I've read the passage many times, but it never I never bothered to pick up yeah. on that. That's Yeah. yeah. Well maybe maybe what Berksma says uh, when he says who recognize that some humble person mm-hmm. is a Christian. You know, they might uh, someone who's in ragtag clothes well, uh, take Saint Francis of Assisi. Mm-hmm who um, made himself look like a bum, practically. Uh, And if he were walking along the street and you didn't know who he was and he started preaching to you, you might be inclined to uh, utterly dismiss him. Yes, yes. Right? Sure, sure. Uh, That's, I think, the point that um, John Berksma is getting to. He says the people of this world will be judged and rewarded in part based on how they reacted to 
and treated those who came to them bearing the message of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. That's and you know what? Here's here's um, when we go back to the challenges. I'll ask you another question. How does this square when our Lord puts out all these tough propositions of what it is to be a, his disciple? Then uh, in another passage in Scripture, he says, uh, doesn't he, I don't know if come follow me uh, immediately precedes that, but in effect he says, uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right. Yes, I, I, I've always taken that to mean that uh, <clears throat> while what God commands of us is great, He always gives us what He commands. And I think that's what Jesus is referring uh, there, that God that's, will empower you. Right. I do. I, I think I've found that in my own life, and you probably have too. Indeed. Peggy, the music's up. Thank you so much. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. Thank you, Al.